Coming up, we've got the Wiz Kid Ant and the Professor Armand to break down the draft and give each team a grade on their draft performance. And at the end of the episode, you're going to want to hear Roger's epic A-League rookie speech. Stay tuned. League of Endzone Dancers Podcast. What is up, Pom Pom Flowers? Hey, you know it. I'm back. The host, the hostess supreme, the mostest of the hostess. We are back. No more crazy shit. We're going to keep this structured. We're going to keep this rolling. I'm back. I'm happy to be back in the hosting chair. And I've got my main man, Ant, on with me. What's up, Ant? Yo, 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 YL, LED. And uh, I've got. Good draft. Happy to be here. So we're going to break down the draft. We're going to tell you, give each team a grade. And we've got, we couldn't do it without the professor himself. Mr. Boring, Armand. What's up, Armand? Hi. <laughs> You're going to play it up. You're going to play up the boring <laughs> 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 All, right. All right, guys. All right, students. Try not to fall asleep in class because Professor Armand is here to really break down the draft and give each team a grade as well. But let's start with this, guys. I thought the draft – like. I got to tell you guys, I, I look forward to the draft. I love that it's in person. I hated that Martin would make us do it in person. But really, I've come around, and I love it. It's something I look forward to. I got to tell you guys, Roger's speech was probably the highlight of the entire draft. Phenomenal. Phenomenal speech. Yeah. What are the, most, what are the most memorable parts for you, Ant? Uh, well, I, personally, I like the egg rolls. I think that should be a, a must. Because I'm going to be looking forward to those egg rolls again. Um, I, I thought LED brought it this year. I thought overall, I think as collectively, uh, we we brought a good good draft. It was smooth. It was quick. Uh, I really liked Mike, uh, Dirty Mike. He was an excellent uh, auctioneer, and uh, I, I thought it was one of the best drafts. And I got to tell you, it's Grace. Grace is back. I got to tell you, Dirty Mike. He's very sexy, and with his gavel. He's very, very sexy with the gavel. It's really hot, I got to tell you. I wish I was there, but I heard a lot of great things with it. Martin told me he looked really sexy with the gavel. Is, uh, is Grace going to be there next year? I'm I, I, I just looking for my invite. You know, somebody sent me an invite. I will be there. I, I can handle a gavel. And let me tell you, I know how to handle a gavel, okay? Well, I'll Grace. be looking forward to it, Grace. All right. All right. Thanks, Grace, for randomly appearing on this podcast. What about you, Armand? What are your, what are your highlights? Oh, man, that's a good question. And for me, it was just the whole draft day. I flew, you know, I had to fly up in the morning and back at night and had a fun day all around. I'd say Roger's speech for sure and how smooth everything went. Uh, putting together an awesome fantasy team. It's a good highlight. Uh, otherwise, just seeing everybody. It's nice. I, I like doing it in person, even though I'm someone that has to travel farther than others. You know, it's nice to see everybody catch up, um, get more excited for the year to come. Now, I wish preseason was over and we could be uh, going head to head this week. So right. let's do it. Hey, Steve. Steve, yeah. what what was the atmosphere, what was the atmosphere like when Antonio Brown was going for eighty eighty one dollars? I got to say, I was extremely shocked when you did that, Ant. I think that was a killer. Like, that's like, 
ninja level shit when you did that because <laughs> he was on one of my targets and then the fact that you threw him out for 70 i was like wait what what the fuck just happened i was a little bit surprised so it was a great move man i actually threw him out for 72 but dom got me at 81 but i remember the atmosphere was pretty wild getting pretty crazy at that time i was screaming my bids out and then dom kept coming right over me and right when that player went you looked at me and you said I need a beer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dude, I was very nervous. I was like, okay, I don't want to fuck up because I felt like I fucked up. You you blew up my whole draft strategy last year. I was like, all right, stay focused on what you're trying to do here, what you're trying to accomplish. And when you did that, man, you almost blew it up again for me. Do you hey, not you want me to be on the league anymore? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Hey, but uh, you held your composure. I, I, I bid you pretty hard on Odell, and I didn't think you were going to back down. <laughs> I, I felt like I was like, you, I, took, I took both guys from you last year, and I, I felt like you were determined. So I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got OBJ. He's, he's one of the best players. In the <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I went in last year thinking I want hey, Antonio Brown, and I want Mike, Adams, Mike Evans. I was like, this, this is it, and this is how I'm going to do this. And then you just completely blew it up. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Uh, Instead, right. you had to bid 48 for Royce Freeman. Okay, we'll get to that. All right. I don't mind. <laughs> hey, can you guys hear this? So you guys can finally hear that, right? Yeah, we yep. can hear it. Okay, so I think you, I missed it. So I'll do some post-edits. All right, guys. So let's get into the draft. You guys got anything else that you want to handle for the draft highlights? Uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, 22 rookies were drafted. I thought that was impressive. Uh, people are looking at uh, how the rules are played and what benefits teams. Um, Dom also spent $148 on two players. I thought that's a record for LED. Pretty interesting. And uh, other than that, uh, Roger Speech, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into – let me see if I have a drop for this. Well, let's get into the draft results, and let's hear the grades that you guys have for each team. Top News. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start off with the former champ, the reigning champ, Steven. You know, I think he started off strong. He's got his R, his keepers. He's got his wide receiver one, wide receiver two, lockdown. He's got his, he got Bell. So I felt like his keepers were good. He had to make a few small moves. But, Ant, give us an overall grade for Steven's team. Okay. So before I get into the grading, I just want to note that these grades are going to be based on the draft. So although Steven didn't have a full draft and that could have been his plan and he has the capability to fix his weaknesses, I have no doubt of it, the grade's going to be based on the draft. So take that in consideration. I don't, you know, I'm not saying uh, he's not capable, but so anyways, let's go to his team. I thought uh, he clearly stepped up and clearly shown everyone he did have the best keepers. He had Michael Thomas, Adams, and Bell. Uh, those are three elite players that's going to take him places. Um, I felt like in the draft, um, Drake uh, is, is also uh, an elite talent. I don't like his situation, um, but I think he lacks depth, a little bit of depth. Uh, but I, I, am, I am confident in his ability. He's already picked up two trades, and uh, he's already addressing those issues. And um, I gave him a B because of lack of depth, but his upside is definitely there. He's probably going to be the best, one of the best teams in the league. Oh, all right. Sounds like a little kissing up. What about you, Armand? <laughs> Uh, I'm right on board with the B as well. I mean, I'm probably more down on Kenyon Drake than Anthony is. I think that he's really lacking the depth there because that's his only, you know, the second running back and guys already splitting 
um, carries, and we haven't even made it through the preseason yet. And, you know, rookies are going to keep coming up more than he is. So I think he's going to have to really address that. But I think Michael Thomas, Devontae Adam, and obviously Le'Veon Bell are a, a solid team. So I think he's got what he needs to work around as long as he's active. Um, not much more to say there. Yeah. I mean, he's got a few stars to uh, kind of keep him afloat, but he's going to have to pick it up with his bench too. I agree. I don't, I'm not a big Drake fan as well, but let's see what happens. All right. So next. Um, one thing, hold on. Well, yeah. One thing I want to say though, um, also is I felt like the uh, stud strategy, which he, he clearly has the stud. I felt like he could have played it a little better mm-hmm. uh, with Delaney Walker as uh, $12. I think he could replace tight end with someone else and he could have added some of that depth. And one of the reasons why his team's been solid last couple of years is he picked up Michael Thomas real cheap and I gave him a strong rookie keeper. And I don't see any dart throws uh, for, for that possibility in the future. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. I think Aaron Donald, Carson Wentz and Delaney Walker all could have been, you know, waiver wire ads and he could have picked up, you know, two or three solid sleepers. And I don't know if Drake happened after Freeman, and we'll get to that when you get to my team, but maybe he just reached for Drake because he was like, hey, look, I lost Freeman. Maybe I need to get to Drake. So I don't know what the timeline was exactly, but I felt like maybe he reached 35 for Drake. I don't know, man. He's not that old. I've really proven that much. To me. And he's in a yeah. tough situation. All right. All right, let's move on to <laughs> – so let's move on to Gandalf, Doug. You know, I, I think Doug, I was like, what the hell? What's up with this beard? He, he reminds me of Gandalf. So I'm like, but he's got his keepers, Julio Jones and Jimmy Graham. But let's talk about the rest of his draft. And what do you think about the rest of the draft? Well, I think Doug's uh, team, I think he has pretty, uh, he has okay depth. Um, but most of his players, he, he doesn't re- they don't really wow me. Um, I mean, Julio's pretty uh, – he's an elite wide receiver. He's kind of on the tail end. His receiver – his running backs are Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis. And they're somewhat injury-prone. Will Fuller kind of full of it. Jimmy Graham could kind of on his last leg. I'm, I'm not really wild with this team. Um, he has decent depth, but I don't see the, the potential superstars in his team. And so I gave Doug a C. Oh. But he, he's like his, your best friend because you guys are always seen next to him. <laughs> Well, and you know what? To give him a little credit, he did draft a rookie. I think that's important. I think most teams should try to take a rookie shot. And he did get Antonio Callaway, so he has upside play. But Tavon Austin's a gimmick. Burkhead's kind of hurt. I- I'm just – I don't see elite superstar. Crabtree hasn't had 1,000 yards. And I just see pretty much Julio Jones and uh, maybe Jimmy Graham and, and I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Armand, to me, this feels like a Doug-like draft, like nothing too exciting, kind of somewhere in the middle. He was able to pull off last year and, you know, obviously finish second. What do you think he finishes this year? Give us a grade. Yeah, I'm a little higher on him than Anthony, but I'm a, at a B-, minus, so I, I don't think he's going to repeat last year's performance. I mean, I think – I agree that I, I think he's just lacking the sort of middle of his his lineup. He's got – a few well really he's got one superstar in julia julio jones who is i agree with anthony on the downtrend his running backs are really lacking in my opinion neither one of them could finish in the top 10 or even 15 uh he's got you know a few people with upside i think rex rex burkhead could end up being the you know the lead back in that backfield though that's like impossible to predict i'm a little higher on crabtree especially 
um, this year relative to the last two Agrivet and, and Antonio Callaway. So I think there's like some potential, but he's really going to, the first few weeks of this season, at least if, unless some of these players take off quickly, I think he's going to struggle um, because he doesn't have any established, you know, solid players outside of who and, and Jimmy Graham, I also think is just on the, the downtrend. So, uh, yeah. I like you. <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like we're Not all this giving, year. <laughs> it sounds like we're all giving Doug this type of grade. Gandalf Doug, maybe next year you'll pull it through. But let's move on to none other than the Wizkid Kid, Wizkid and. All right. Well, Ant, I'm not going to start with you, but you had some amazing keepers. We have Kamara. We all know him. And then T.Y. Hilton as a keeper as well. And then you actually kept Tariq Cohen. But Armand, give us a grade for Ant. And don't be, don't be yeah. surprised just because he's on the podcast. I can mute him right now if you want me to. <laughs> uh, when we were chatting after the draft, he gave himself an A+. Plus. Uh, I'm not that high on his team <laughs> just because of the risk. I think, I think the ceiling is definitely in that territory, but I, I give him an A minus just because I think, I mean, I, <clears throat> so I think Kamara, Kamara is, you know, saving him a boatload of money. And, and for that, a really valuable player still only, you know, really his half a season behind his belt. So there's still a lot of uh, unpredictability there. And I think Cohen, I'm not very high on TY. I think is on, and, and AJ Green, I think, will be solid and will produce fine, but neither of them are going to suddenly have their career year this year. Josh Gordon is like, could not play a single game or could be the best receiver in the league. And uh, and then, you know, beyond that, it's just a whole bunch of people that all are in their first year, essentially. And so any one of them could be the next, um, you know, Camara, and then suddenly Anthony goes straight through but if they aren't if if he, he has this period where his bench is is still working their way up to becoming starters and he has to you know not start a kicker and lose 10 points and end up losing a few games I think that could could all snowball so so that that's the only reason I don't give a good score because I mean I like personally I think Anthony oh, yeah, Johnson Anthony I'm- Miller Jordan <laughs> Wilkins Tracon Smith Michael Gallup Nick Chubb Sutton, all of those people like will be names we know in, in two or three years and then all love. I don't know if this is going to be there for them yet. And that's just the, the risk he took, which uh, I'm not against that strategy. Professor Amon, may I please remind you that you gave this guy an A and said nothing bad. Like you, you gave him an A and then you say, oh, here's what's wrong with the, the team. All right. <laughs> so a a minus, kind of- A minus. Oh, A's are hard to get. Okay. I don't give him any A's. <laughs> Great on a curve here just because he's on the podcast. And what do you feel objectively about your team? Okay. So, um, you know, over the years, I, I've tried to analyze my own strategy and uh, I try to adapt with the league as much as possible. And, um, Last year, I was able to get Kamara for a dollar. I took eight dart throws at running back. I was trying to get a, a Kamara. It happened to be the year of the running rookie running back. And that gave me a pretty good head start going into this year. And um, doing a lot of studying on the draft this year, I think this year is going to be the year of the rookie receivers. Mm. I think a lot of them are in good situations. A lot of them have good talent. And so my goal is to try to get an elite 
you know, Michael Thomas like keeper to pair with Kamara. And um, I, I, I pretty much feel like my, my wide receivers between AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton, and Josh Gordon, all three of them present WR1 upside. And it would be, if one of them, you know, let's say it's not playing between Gordon, I think between Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, Portland Sutton, those three guys are my three guys I think that are going to be major guys in the future. I don't know if it happens this year or not, but if it does, it's going to be hard to bench one of my other guys. Um, so I, I feel like they, they will fill the gap if, if, if I have any, any issues with wide receiver. I think my wide receiver depth has the most upside. Um, my running backs, I have an elite running back with Kamara. I would say somewhat of a weakness would be my RB2, but I address that with upside players like Kerryon Johnson and Nick Chubb. We all know Carlos Hyde only had a full season last year because of the contract year, so he's almost guaranteed to get hurt. And um, I think George Kittle is kind of an upside play. It's not really, you know, an elite play. Um, but between my wide receivers and with Drew Brees, he was the most efficient year he had last year. I think he's definitely going to go right back to uh, Drew Brees' form. And um, I, I really like my team. I don't, I don't see many holes, and I don't see where I can be really taken down too hard by any injuries. I, uh, I think I've addressed it all. And uh, I filled out a full team this year, which is something I've wanted to do in the past. And you I feel like uh, – oh. yeah, I normally don't. I normally don't, but I, I felt like this year with, with my Camara head start, um, you know, if you look at all the teams, all the, how high all the good players go, you've got to get, you know, what Armand kind of did with his running back, get two keepers to get at a decent price to make a team and, and, and to uh, make sure your risk is, is low and your upside is high. All right, what's your grade, Ant? So yourself. I gave myself an A because I, I, I still think I need to work on my RB2, but I think it will be addressed by week three. And then – of the wide receivers, because you said, hey, you know, Kamara, you're going to find in the wide receiver, rookie wide receivers. Who do you think is going to pop for you? Which wide receiver? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I like all three of them, but I think Anthony Miller, um, you know, he's the next Antonio Brown. He'll probably be the next player that goes for $80. Uh, Michael Gallup is the number one wide receiver. And Cortland Sutton is moving out with Demarius Thomas and um, uh, Sanders. And he's the future He's a, he's a specimen, he's 6'3", super tall. He has a great wingspan. He's making plays. He had a touchdown the other night. I think Corlin Sutton's got a lot of upside. All right. Okay, so we got two A's for Ant. He's doing looking good. Let's move on to Ken. All right, we've got – so if there was a Viagra equivalent for a fantasy auction, I think Ken would need that because he's completely silent, which is understandable because he had Rob, the big Gronk, Watson and Hopkins as keepers. So you can understand why he might be a little silent in the very beginning, but man, tell us, give us, give Ken a grade. Cause Martin believes that it's going to be the first year that he Ken, actually misses the playoff. What do you think? Well, I, I disagree with Martin. Um, the thing about Ken is that, okay, breaking his team down, he has an elite combo to Sean Watson and Deandre Hopkins. He has an elite tight end Gronkowski. He also has an elite, IR, uh, Darius Geis, that, that, that counts towards you having that for your future. Um, he has great upside plays with Calvin Ridley. His holes right now, would, I would say, is like his WR2, 3, those guys can be kind of average. I don't think they have the, the super upside. But he does have Ridley. And his running backs are kind of weak right now, too. But he's addressed those with savvy ways with uh, locking up Green Bay's backfield. Um, and so I, I, I think because he has so much elite around, and he has drafted to cover his risk, and he has a plan to cover his risk. I gave him B plus 
but with uh, a lot of potential upside, without much risk. What about you, Armand? I'm a little lower on him. I mean, I think Kronk is just, you know, injury prone. I, I, so obviously, you tight end, I'd rather have over a lot of other ones, but I don't, I don't think he's necessarily solid. And um, Hopkins and Watson combined, you know, it's fine. I'm not super high on Alshon. I'm not high on, I mean, Ronald Jones, as I read today, is not even the starter in Tampa Bay at the moment. And he paid 21 bucks for him. Um, and the starter's on the waiver wire right now, Peyton. So, you know, I, I think he's just great, great him on his draft. I think he's got some serious holes. I do think he may, he can be active and, and fill them like Ant's saying, but I think draft alone is not great. I mean, I, I like Calvin Ridley. Um, Jamison Crowder is fine. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'm not super high on this team. Just no one. I, I think the sort of like people who are going to blow up and, and win you a week are, are completely lacking. And then it also doesn't have depth. So sort of two strikes. I kind of agree. I, I, I like Ridley. Some guy I was, it was a guy I was targeting too, but now it's actually, I'm kind of high on Jeffrey because I think at $13, he could be a value there. Like there's an extreme upside for him. And at $13, like you're not risking much to hopefully get an R wide receiver one out of him. But at the same time, like, you know, like sometimes we've all played together for so long and now it's just like name, you know, like it's Ken, he's done fairly well. And just in his whole a league career and he's always made the playoffs. So it's kind of like, all right, well we can't not pick him pick against him. Would you give a grade Armand on oh. his? My grade was uh, B, just a flat B. Okay. So. And Ant, you got a B too, or what did you have? I gave him a B plus. Okay. Uh, cool. I mean, I think obviously, like the, it's like we've played enough that I'm like, okay, well, obviously it's Ken, so he's probably going to do well. But I wasn't super impressed. I thought he was super quiet, which he usually is, but he comes on in the middle rounds, and he just didn't come around at all during this whole entire draft. So let's see how this plays out for Ken. All right, let's move on to the next team because we're going long. All right, let's do this. All right, we got Super High Sonny, who and at the very end, he was the only guy with money who was giving you a run for all the rookies, for the $1 rookies that you were trying to get. Let's give Sonny, Super High Sonny, a grade for them. Well, Roger was there all the way to the end. But, um, yeah, uh, Sonny, I think, uh, with, with Zeke, I think um, he's a bell cow that you can just ride on him. I think uh, he made uh, – Two plays for the future in four weeks. He got some steroid guys. He got um, Ingram and Edelman. I, 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 you know, I think it's an interesting play. The thing is, I, I would rather just go with one of those plays rather than both because you got to wait two weeks. But I think he drafted a decent talent to take care of that for the time being. I think he could, uh, he's leaning a little bit on wide receiver on Keenan Allen to hold him over, but he is elite. And um, he got Marshawn Lynch, but I think he'd be all right. Evan Ingram probably lose a little bit of targets, but he should be solid in the second year. I like his uh, rookie pick. He did David Njoku, who I'm really jealous I didn't get. I think that guy has a good future. And uh, he also got uh, John Kelly, who should back up Gurley and been impressing. So he took two rookies, so he, he did manage that. Uh, he could probably use a little bit more depth, but I think he could make a, uh, a vicious playoff run when he gets Ingram and Edelman coming back. So I give him a B plus. Armand, what do you got? 
I'm in the B again. I mean, I think I I think Allen and Tate are a solid two wide receivers. Zeke is good. I'm less high on Ingram, not just because of the suspension, uh, just and and Lynch as well. I'm yeah. So I, I think running back is his real weakness. But otherwise, I mean, I, I like Ingram. I like Najoku as well. So. Uh, you know, it's a B getting closer to B plus for me. All right. All right, next up, we've got the professor, none other than the professor himself, Armand. He's got Cook, as keepers, Diggs, and Gordon. But besides that, and how how did Mr. Professor Armand, Dr. Dr. Armand do in the draft? Well, I think his team is very calculated. Uh, I was very impressed. Uh, looking it over a couple more times, uh, I'm starting to like his team a little bit more. I, he's got elite running backs, Melvin Gordon, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, other than maybe Roger, between Roger and Armand, they, they both carry a really, really good running back. Um, I think Diggs is a solid player. He could make the WR1 tier. Um, but he addressed his, his wide receivers uh, with a pretty good depth. I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, a solid year. Uh, Mike Williams has massive potential, uh, touchdown potential. Um, he had Meredith. And uh, Geronimo Allison is also a great play. So, I mean, I think he's pretty safe. And then on top of that, he handcuffed his two elite running backs um, with uh, uh, Murray and Eckler. So, he pretty much sewn up any of his risks. He has a lot of depth. He's such a great tight end with Trey Burton, who has all kinds of upside. It's, and um, Carlos Hyde adding depth to his bench. I, I gave Martin, an, uh, I mean, I gave Armand an A. Uh, wow. I think he could have done a little better on QB. Um, but other than that, <laughs> I think he could get a better QB. Um, but I, I think it's really, his, his team looks bulletproof. Uh, last year he lost Alvin Cook. He had no problem. And I think this roster construction was, was very captivated and, and kudos to Armand. Okay, uh, this is like a kiss-up section between session between you two. Well, Armand, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I it was calculated in some ways. I mean, I, that was my strategy. Was sort of I knew I couldn't afford a, another elite wide receiver, so I went with a, a clump of sort of established, you know, high upside, but also you know known quantities in Anderson and Watkins and. Um, I'm kind of excited about Burton with how how much he's been blowing up in the preseason, but that probably means he's going to suck in the regular season. We'll see. And I agree about the quarterback. I mean, as much as I would love to start Goff all year, being a, a huge fan of the Rams and, and the Bears before that, I am on the hunt for someone that's going to be a little more consistent. So uh, if anyone wants to make any trades, let me know. I, I feel like I'm a third will here, and I feel like you guys need to get a room. You're coming up next. And you had a kissing drop somewhere. I tried to find it a little bit more for you guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk to. Let's move on to the next one. Let me find the transition. Here we go. All right, we got Jeff, who kept Kyle Rudolph and Marvin Jones, but the rest of his draft. How do you do? Uh, well, I think Jeff uh, stayed with his uh, strategy of, of establishing elite running back. 
he did a good job getting Gurley, which seemed to be a bargain at 73 compared to some of the other guys. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, Jordan Howard, I, I also think Jordan Howard is, is a pretty solid year. He's also was in a crappy offense last year, and he might go into a pretty good offense this year. Um, I think uh, his wide receivers are okay. I mean, Mike Evans, he's kind of depending on Heavenly. Uh, if he starts throwing tantrums, he could be in trouble if he loses uh, Evans. But for the most part, he does have the high-end upside. Uh, Marvin Jones and Tyrell Williams, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's really great. I think he's lacking depth there. But he gets a little bit of boost on his combo with uh, Kirk Cousins and Kyle Rudolph. Uh, when those guys hook up, uh, he could, Rudolph can get touchdowns in the game. Uh, he does have a decent floor and a decent ceiling. Um, I think Jeff will take care of his weaknesses. Uh, but overall in the draft, I, I gave him a B. One? I'm right in the B as well. Um, I hope Kirk Cousins is going to be – throwing all of his balls to Diggs and Cook. So, uh, you know, hope Rudolph doesn't get any. Uh, Marvin Jones, I think, I, I'm just I'm not super excited about him. Gurley, you know, is Gurley. So I, I think that will be the, the most solid thing Jeff has to work on, work from. Um, and Evans as well, although, you know, he's definitely past his peak. But beyond that, and, and actually, I'm, I also like Jordan Howard as, as having a lot of potential, though it's unknown. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he's got six spots, I think he's only slightly better than Steven and, and a player that really didn't fill up any depth. Uh, well, I guess there's some other players we'll get to later that also didn't. But um, Sounds like reason. you guys so, down on Evans a little bit. I mean, yeah, for 44, if you can compare him to A.J. Green, so, that, you know, here's my, my case. I think he might have been a better value than A.J. Green, but I don't think he'll outproduce A.J. Green. And I and I don't think he'll outproduce a uh, he could outproduce T. Y. Hilton or uh, um, Devontae Adams, but I don't necessarily think either of those are, are even close to certain. Yeah, he doesn't have his quarterback price. either. He doesn't have his quarterback. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, Jeff Jeff did draft uh, Rashad Penny, was a rookie play. I, I don't know if I'm super high on him, but he was the first running back drafted, so um, he could have the pedigree to be a good player. So I, I give him a little little kudos to getting a rookie too. Right. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to pan out this year. <laughs> but we'll see. Not a lot of hard grades. Have we given a C yet? I don't think we've given a C yet. Oh, all just easy. wait. But just wait. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Just wait until you get to Steve's team. So yeah. Let's get to that soon. <laughs> all right, man. None other than one of my good friends, Edmund. He kept McCaffrey. He kept Landry. He got C.J. Mosley. IDP, C.J. Mosley. But, Matt, what do you feel about the rest of his draft? Well, Edmund, uh, I was actually impressed with Edmund's draft. Um, I, I think he did a pretty good job. Um, he had Tom Brady, who's never never had a bad year. I mean, um, Landry is, is pretty safe. He's pretty solid. He's pretty durable. Um, uh, Amari Cooper has got a lot of upside, and uh, he's had a couple thousand-yard uh, seasons. McCaffrey, uh, super upside, very good floor. Uh, McCoy, I think he got a good discount. McCoy could be McCoy. I mean, a little bit of risk there. But he also got Jarek McKinnon to give him a little depth at uh, that little running back spot. Uh, Jordan Reed, for the time he's in, he should be pretty good. Alex Smith likes to tight end. Uh, he had great rookie plays. He did uh, DJ Moore. Uh, uh, also, he did uh, James Washington, who um, Pittsburgh, you know, produces. They're uh, rookie uh, wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster last year, and Antonio uh, Bryant uh, earlier, a couple of years back. So I, James Washington was impressive. And if anything happens to Brown, this guy could move into a big role. So I like that play. He also got a pretty good deal with Chris Carson. 
a starting running back uh, over there. He's hearing good things. Uh, I, I gave Edmund an A minus. Yeah, I really like his team too. I think it's really deep. I mean, we d- on the I picked him up on the way to the draft, and we talked a little bit about. DJ Moore, I like Randall Cobb. I think he's got a lot of depth. He's got three really solid wide receiver. I mean, running backs. He's got wide receiver depth. It's, this is a pretty deep team, Armand. What do you think? I'm in complete agreement. I mean, I even I agree about Chris Carson, for example. You know, I think I'd rather, much rather have him than Rashad Penny, other than the keeper value. And uh, I even think Frank Gore is like actually has some value again. Uh, as much as I hate to say that. Uh, so, and then I agree about the keeper. So I, I give him an A minus as well. Um, wow. The only reason I don't give him higher is just because I, I'm not as high as on Christian McCaffrey as, as some people might be. I mean, he'll do well, but I don't think he's, he's upside. Right here. <laughs> don't talk over the drop. Come on. That's just not something that we do. <laughs> All right. Well, the kissy match, the kissy match between Ant and Armand continues. Let's move on to none other than the commish himself. All right. The commish who was supposed to be here, but is not here. He kept Leonard Fournette and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I'm a little bit like, mm, is he going to be still Tyreek Hill type of level? Is he not? But Ant, what do you feel like Martin did with his? Well, just on, just on Tyreek Hill. I mean, um, uh, Mahomes in the preseason game just stood there and chucked the ball 70 yards and Tyreek Hill ran under it. And he's a very mobile quarterback with a very good arm. And I think those broken plays, uh, Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the NFL. And I think he has super upside. Uh, he's super efficient. Efficient receivers are, are, are good. Um, but uh, um, so they're, 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 I like that play. Doug Baldwin's a safe play. He's durable. He should be ready for week one. Uh, Fournette. It's super elite. I think he could be one of the uh, – just like a Zeke, could be one of the best uh, running backs. He, um, the problem with him, he, he's a little bit injury prone. I think, I think Mar- uh, Martin should have uh, cuffed him, and um, I think that would have helped a little bit, manage his risk a little bit. He's lacking an RB2. I right know he's got Duke Johnson in there. Um, he doesn't have, have a tight end, and he's got me- mediocre uh, flex plays. I mean, they're okay, guys. I mean, Sanders, I think um, Cortland Sutton is going to take his work. Pierre Garçon, he already got bumped from Goodwin as number one. Um, I think he made a mistake by drafting Funches. Uh, he used all his money, and he could have used that money for upside plays. Nobody was high on Funches. Um, so I thought he could have done a little better job. He also got three quarterbacks. I think that's unnecessary. Um, so I, I gave Martin a B-. minus. I think he will be able to manage um, through, through the uh, waiver wire and trade, uh, but I think he's got work to do. Do you think like having three quarterbacks is a good strategy? Because like quarterback positions pretty deep. Are I mean I'm I'm assuming he drafted three just to have as trade bait. You think it's a good strategy, Ant? Well, nobody really, really they don't really have much value because you can get them off the waiver wire, so it's yeah. hard to trade. Uh, you know those quarterbacks because everyone kind of has one, and if you're playing Cam Newton, you're gonna you're gonna start them every week, and those they're your bench spots need you need to have those dart throws, and and um, I don't he didn't draft a rookie. So I, I thought he could have did a better job on his bench. and um, um, But he does have the elite upside with his main guys. Uh, Fournette it, it could be great, but I think it's important if he, it, for him to cuff him. Okay. Armand, what do you think? He, uh, pretty similar. I mean, I, I give him a little higher rating just because I think Cause you're long-time he'll friends. pull it together. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I like Cam Newton. I do think so I, 
I think it, he doesn't need two other quarterbacks. And if he wants to trade one of them, let me know. Uh, but he, I think the value of having a quarterback that could be, you know, the top producer is pretty high. I think Fournette will do well. Hill, I hope loses, loses a lot to of at least, you know, touchdowns to um, my guy, but otherwise I think he'll, you know, produce at his value. I, I think his, his WR2 and his RB2 are both lacking. And so that's, you know, what I think he needs to be really working on. All right. Well, let's get into the next guy that we have up, Mr. Dom. All right. Some guy who wasn't thrown off by Ant 72 bid for Antonio Brown, who ended up with him for $81. We've got Dom. He's got David Johnson, Antonio Brown, Zach Ertz, Russell Wilson. He's got a pretty good cast of stars, Ant, but what do you feel overall about his team? Okay, well, overall, I think Dom's team is probably the biggest boom-bust team. I mean, he probably got super upside. His team is lethal, um, but he does not have depth. Um, I think Zach Ertz, too, is, hasn't been the greatest durable, and Dallas Goddard could take some of his red zone looks. Anytime if Ertz goes down or something, I think Goddard might be a good pickup for uh, for him. But uh, Russell Wilson is elite, so that's going to be good. Antonio Brown is elite. David Johnson, this, this team could be just firepower. But if he loses Brown, his rest of his receivers aren't really – that great. Uh, Brown was on uh, Madden this year, so uh, he did. He's 31. Uh, I don't know if the curse is real, but um, it's got a pretty good track record. Um, so I mean, he he paid a lot for him. I, 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 he he outbid me on that. I was a little jealous, but um, I I did have a plan B, and I made him pay. He paid a lot. So I mean, it's a lot of risk on his team, um, but he does have a lot of upside too. And and uh, so I gave Dom based on the draft uh, B minus. B minus. What about you, Armand? Yeah, I'm right in the same spot. I mean, I, I think he's got upside, but I, I would feel a lot better about his team if, say, he was the one that had Chris Carson or, he, you know, he'd gone after some depth in, in running back or wide receiver because he's really just got those two big names. And, and Russell Wilson is, is solid for a QB. So I think unless he makes some trades or does amazing on the waiver wire, he's going to have a hard time unless, you know, on weeks that Brown and or Johnson don't explode. And, you know, that's not going to happen every week. I think Parker is garbage and even injured or something right now. Uh, You know, there's just really nothing that's about the other two other players other than the three he's got that could do really well. So uh, I'm in the same boat. It's one of my least favorite teams, honestly, minus the money he spent, you know, on Brown. So you gave him a B minus as well. No C's yet. I actually, yeah. I actually wrote down C for him to be honest. Finally, so. yes. Can we, can we, Steve? <laughs> can we please get? I'm talking to myself. Can we get please applauses? <laughs> Finally, we got a, a C. All right. Well, next up, we've got. <laughs> now. He has this reputation for trash talking, but frankly, in the past couple of years, I would say last five years, I haven't heard a peep from him. So I'm going to call him Sugar Pop Prez. Let's move on to him. He's kept Aaron Rodgers and Larry, old Mr. Old Larry Fitzgerald. And let's break down his team. Uh, Well, I think uh, Prez's team uh, is pretty – he's going to be depending on Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is elite, and he should be pretty good. 
Um, I feel like his team um, lacks the upside. Um, a lot of his guys are kind of old. I mean, between Larry Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Jordy Nelson and Greg Olson, I think all three of those guys could be on their last year. Um, having three guys who could fall off, I don't know, there's a little risk there. I think his best yeah. pick was Devontae Freeman. Uh, he actually got him cheaper than Royce Freeman. So I thought that was a pretty good pick. Um, no, no rookie, uh, no really rookie no, uh, pick. No, no really depth. No really uh, super upside. Super good keeper. Um, I, I think it's kind of just, just a little not exciting. Not very dynamic. Um, so he could be good. These guys could be fine. Uh, but I think he does carry a little risk, and I don't see a lot of upside. So I gave him a C minus. Ooh, finally. All right, Armand, can you keep up with this bad grade theme? Uh, I gave him a C, which now I feel like I should make it a C minus too. But, uh, I mean, I, let's say I gave him a point for Aaron Rodgers, who's, who is my favorite player in the NFL. So uh, I do like Aaron Rodgers, but I think I disagree. His team is, is not dynamic. I feel like no one is going to explode this year. And so he's just going to plot along and, and – some people will produce, but he'll lose out to anyone that, you know, gets that, that has that um, player that, that explodes. And uh, also, you know, injury risk with these older players or just being, you know, like, or just becoming irrelevant is, is really high. So I think he could fall off and really struggle in the second half of the season. Yeah. I don't see any really standouts. I mean, I had Brandon Cooks last year. I was hoping for big things. He had Brady, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, couldn't really produce. I mean, he was a top 14 or 15 wide receiver last year, but I was pretty disappointed in his production because I was hoping for a really, like, you know, a top five type of production from him. So I, I'm not impressed. And Fitzgerald, let's see how long it holds up. But so far, Sugar Pop, Presley, you, I, I would give you a lot lower. I'd probably give you a D, but let's see where we end up. <laughs> All right, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this next team because wait, wait Grace, are you you want to come back onto the show? Hey guys, I just gotta tell you this is one of my favorite teams of all time in the A League. I think he's got great potential. The dude's got dude's really hot, and he's such a great host for the podcast. He keeps the A League so entertaining, and it's the only reason why I tune into the LED podcast. So if you give anything less than an A to this next team, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to, like, call you out on Instagram and just really fuck you up. But, Steve, just take over because I, I don't want to hear what they really give you, but they should be nothing less than an A. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate your 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 support on this. But let's, see, let's move on to my team. Let's see what you guys got. Okay, be, you can be brutal or you can – do whatever you guys want. I, I can take it. All right. I'm a man. Thank you, Grace. But I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, Steve, I definitely saw you were, you were working pretty hard on your team. Uh, you were, your, your head was down. You were, uh, you were strategizing. Uh, you were giving it your all. I don't think you were thinking about anybody, anything else, but trying to get some quality players. Um, I, I thought you went with your strategy, strategy getting Odell Beckham. Um, he does give you that elite receiver. I like to see, you know, elite players on, on teams. Um, Chris Hogan is a solid play. He's got a good fight for him. Um, Derek Henry, uh, I, I, I think he is Deion's hurt, which he always is. He has, he has, uh, RB1, low RB1, high RB2 upside. Um, Royce Freeman, I think is a great pick. Uh, you probably overpaid for him, but this guy hasn't proven anything, but all indicators are pointing, pointing note north that he's going to be the bell cow. I can see him getting. <laughs> you don't have to stop there. I tried to fill the volume there. <laughs> 
I think I think uh, Freeman. I think Freeman could be a top ten, top ten uh, running back. Uh, I, I like your bench play. I think uh, getting Freeman as a rookie tag, Sony Michelle, he was a first round draft pick on the on the um, Patriots, and Taiwan Taylor. A uh, lot of talk about Taiwan Taylor is one of the best picks right now, uh, late in drafts. Uh, Matt Breida is also a, a pretty savvy pick. Um, I like where your team, the team, the direction of your team, and I thought uh, Marcus Mariota has a little bit more upside uh, this year. Um, they have a new offense over there. They're going to open it up, and he has the skills to do it. So I gave you a B plus, Steve. Wow, that's and I hope you're just not. That's right, Ann. You should bump that B plus into A minus, motherfucker. God damn. All right, Armand, tell me, give me some good news. I, I think I would have given you an A if, if Grace had wrapped, but uh, <laughs> so she didn't. I'm going to give you a B plus as well. I mean, I, yeah, I, I just basically agree with Anthony. I think your team. Let's just uh, end the show. I think. I think, it, else. I think it has some upside. Um, I feel weird giving you a higher score than the team that has Antonio Brown and David Johnson. But you've got OBJ, and and I do like your your rookies better, and and I do think you showed some sort of skill in in picking out Brita Taylor and even Mariota uh, and, and and Christian Kirk too. So yeah, I don't, I'm not trusting Mariota. Like I'm a little bit like oh shit, like Martin took all the the white quarterbacks. So it wasn't my first choice, but I was just like, fuck, I need somebody. Otherwise I'm just going to be playing the waiver wire. I do think Hogan's going to have a big year. So hopefully he'll, he'll put up some PPR numbers for me with some catches. I don't know if he's going to be a touchdown piece, but I think from a PPR standpoint, like I need somebody I can just rely on to give me like 10 to 15 points every week. I think Hogan will provide that. I don't know. Freeman for me, that was like a poker play. If I could justify myself, I, I saw how many people were bidding on it, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue. Like, the people I feel like are good fantasy players are continuing to push him. So I was like, fuck it. Let's, it wasn't like I was trying to target him. It was just based off of what I felt was happening in the auction is what I went with. I was like, fuck it. Let's just do this. I Because I wanted David Johnson, honestly. I wish I had David Johnson instead of Freeman. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you didn't have some potential – RB1, your team would be a lot worse, so it's good that you got somebody. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to <coughs> Hawaii Mike. All right. Let's... I hope he's okay, by the way. <laughs> There's like a giant hurricane bearing down on Hawaii as we speak. Yeah. So be safe, Mike. Be safe, Mike. All right. Well, he kept Corey Davis, Joe Mixon, and Mr. Comeback Kid, Andrew Luck. Armand, let's break down the team. I, I'm pretty high on this team. I mean, I think Luck will. I do think Luck is going to have a, a comeback year. Uh, I'm a fan of Juju. I mean, you know, Anthony already talked about how um, Pittsburgh produces wide receivers, and he was one last year. And I think he'll, you know, produce this year, especially if, especially if anything goes wrong with Antonio, which has happened. Um, Masters, I think Allen Robinson. You know, he was. I think. If he was still on Jacksonville, I would be down on him. But on Chicago, I think they sort of reached for him and, and put some, um, you know, faith in him being a, a top wide receiver again. So I think he's got some potential there. And otherwise, uh, you know, he's got a few good potential rookies and um, a little depth. So, you know, I think the and, – and I think running back, you know, Collins and Mixon, it's a little risky, but at least they're they're two starters, so uh, can't go wrong there. Yeah. So I don't know. I gave him a B plus. Yeah. B plus. Interesting. And what do you feel about it? 
Well, I feel like uh, Andrew Luck has always been a top five QB. I think he returns to Andrew Luck. Um, he doesn't have a, a wide receiver one. Uh, he has Juju and Allen Robertson. And uh, I think Juju uh, could be that guy uh, once the Madden curse hits. And then uh, Al- the only problem with Allen Robertson, he's a lot guy. But, you know, when, when wide receivers switch teams, they get a small downtick. But you have Anthony Miller over there, and he's going to be the guy with the most catches on that team. So, I mean, he's a good player and all. He's just It's just bad luck that he's got Miller on his team. Uh, Joe Mixon has the upside. Uh, I don't know if that offense is going to produce uh, an RB1, but he definitely is skilled and has Le'Veon Bell-like skill set. Alex Collins, I, I, I don't know if I'm too high on him. Buck Allen's still over there. Uh, Dixon's over there. He kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, he, you know, uh, he is a starter. He did well. So I, I, I think he could be an RB2 at best. Uh, Travis Kelsey is elite. I mean, having a elite quarterback, mm-hmm. elite tight end. And then I think he has okay upside, too, with uh, Corey Davis. Um, his running backs uh, are decent. Tevin Coleman is on a contract year, so he could become a pretty good keeper uh, in, a, in a bigger role. Uh, Chris Thompson, uh, he, he, he's a good filler. Naeem Hines, he's the fastest guy uh, in, the, in the combine in the rookie draft. So I, I, I like his upside. Um, I think he, um, he has a pretty good team. I, I gave him a B. Um, just because I think he, he needs a little bit. I think he once he gets that wide receiver one, I think his team will kind of launch up. Armand, as the only guy who's ever done a remote draft, was it is it more difficult to be more is it to be remote and try to have a feel like a you had a good draft? Oh yeah, totally. It's also just boring. I mean, it's hard to say it's boring when you're sitting in Hawaii, but uh, you know, I feel like the hype of the getting excited about playing the waiver wire and just like the whole season. So I think it can carry over not just in the draft but into the rest of the season to miss it. So I, I thought uh, Mike was a good. I, I thought Mike was a good sport too. I, I know it was tough for him, and he probably got screwed on a couple of calls. But for the most part, he held his own. He didn't leave early, and uh, I give him credit for being a good sport about it. Yeah, Armand, yeah, I remember agreed. when you did your remote draft, you just spent all your money in like the first 20 minutes and just ended up leaving. And Mike hung in there for the whole three hours that we were there. So, Got to give him props for yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I give him props for that. For all right. sure. Armand, was, well, that, was that your worst, worst draft or when you were remote? Was it not as good? I'd have to go look. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, um, It probably who, wasn't my worst draft. It wasn't the year I went last place, so... For those who don't know, Mike's moving yeah. out south, so Armand, you and him can fly up together if you guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Awesome! Yeah. All right, come say hi to me. I'm in Silver Lake. Well, he's going to be somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, somewhere down in San Diego area. All right, let's oh. move on to not. The, we saved the best for last, really. Let's move on to the rookie sensation, not so rookie, Roger. <laughs> All right, I actually, guys, I got to tell you, when I looked over this preparing for this podcast, I was like. Roger's kind of quiet, but then I looked over. It seems like he's got a really decent squad. And you do, do you agree with this? I, you know, on my notes it says right here it says dark horse. Um, I the more I looked at it, I, I really like uh, his strategy here. I think he came well prepared, just like that speech, and he had a pretty good plan, and yep. he was adapting well. I think his team mirrors Armand Armand a lot. I think I think they're very constructed, very similar. I mean, he had two great running backs, a Barkley. He's the biggest, best prospect coming out of college. We don't know for sure, but he definitely has potential. Kareem Hunt led the league in a rushing last year. So there's two two pretty good guys. Adam Thielen was his steal. Uh, John Dang picked him up for $2 with him, and that's a pretty good start. DT is a safe play. Um, he should return. He's pretty 90 catches, 1,000 yards. I think nothing's wrong with that. But he paired Jimmy G, which is kind of like an okay play, but he definitely has an upside. But he paired him with Goodwin, who, who's looking really good. 
I like that. Another thing he did was he he cupped his running back. He mm-hmm. cupped uh, Barkley with uh, Gallman, he, and he also cupped um, uh, Kareem Hunt with um, Ware. So he did a good job of that. And then if you look, I like his uh, Jacksonville play. There's no wide receivers were draft, drafted. He picked up Marquise Lee and D.D. Westbrook. Between those two guys, there's going to be targets had. So his bench does present pretty good upside. Um, I, I gave him an A-. minus. I, 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 he's my dark horse. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And um, I actually predict him to win that division. I, I completely agree. I, I really, when I looked at his team, I was like, wait, this is actually a really good team. And at the draft, he'd say quiet. He was like, like, I hope nobody really pays attention to me. And just like, I love Goodwin and I love Jimmy G. Those guys were guys that I was really considering on. Seems like the theme for this league. There's been a lot of like QB, our you know, wide receiver one type of matchups together. Armand, what do you, what do you feel about Roger's team? Yeah, no, I'm high on it too. I mean, I, he's the third aid that I gave. Uh, so I, I put him up there with me and Anthony. <laughs> and uh, are we all in the same division? No, that's not true, right, is it? No. Are we, are. we are. Oh, you really? We are. Oh, and you say he's so, coming out uh, of your division. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no, I disagree with all of this. I mean, it is a very similar team to me in terms of, like, the two good RBs. You know, I mean, literally, like, Diggs. I have Diggs, he has Thielen. And then we both yeah. got our, our handcuffs and then a couple of uh, people with upside. I mean, he has a little bit more of the keeper potential than my team. So I, I think that's good. I, you know, I'm a little wary of DT, but I, just because of him not producing as much. Well, in my head, he hasn't produced as much, but maybe he has. Um, and, you know, Barkley is a little bit more unknown. But, and I, but I like Garoppolo and Hunt. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a solid team. I think he showed his his research, and I'm not excited that he is also in my division. Uh, yeah. But we'll we'll persevere. He was at the top of the first pick. Was he? The yeah, he was. I mean, rightly so. You know, yeah. the uh, Camelot camaraderie division is the most elite division. That's amazing. Well, I think. The, in all honesty, like Roger had a great speech, and I would say I thought it was it was sort of, sort of sarcastic, but maybe he was he was talking from the heart. Like, hey, I studied because he came out swinging, and I, I I freaking love his team. I thought like it's really well balanced. He's got a lot of stars and a lot of people that I think will do well on his team. So I think big ups to Roger, man. He came out swinging. I, I think it yeah. could be a magical uh, magical season for uh, Roger uh, with a magical speech. I love it, man. All right, guys. So it looks like if we could do a quick recap, the best, the teams with the worst scores, so the teams with the best scores, okay, two of them happen to be on this podcast. We got Ant, Armand, and Roger, the surprise. A, and then who, remind me again. So I think it was Jeff who got the C's, the lone C's. Who'd you guys give a C's to? Um, I uh, give a C to uh, Presley and Doug. Doug. Okay. And then Armand? Uh, Presley and Dom, which mm-hmm. I know is controversial, but that's my uh, lack of depth. All right. So that was the recap. We're going to come back next week. We're going to talk all about how everybody fulfilled their teams, talked about how they made up for all the weaknesses that they weren't able to do in the draft. Any closing thoughts, Ant, before we hit the, the end button on this episode? I'll see you guys at midnight tonight. Uh, we'll be on the waiver wire. We'll see who's there. You don't even have any spots left, Anthony. What are you, who are you going to add? Who are you going to drop? That's what, I'm going to just pick up whoever Anthony drops. That's my strategy. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Uh, 
I've already traded. I just that. dropped David Carr. So. Ooh. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see how the waiver wire uh, action goes today, and who who blows you know a hundred dollars on Peyton Barber or something like that. So we'll see. Are you got, are you got Steve? Are you going to be there at midnight? I already put in my look. I I'm not a young kid anymore. Right, I'm 38, so my waiver wire people did my thing last night. I'm all set. I just wanted to record this episode today. I'm gonna go to sleep after this. You know, maybe hang out with the wifey. And that's about it for me, man. That's all I gotta say. Just trying to get it in. Trying to get it in. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, until next week, we will be back. We'll try to do a more consistent podcast. I gotta say, big ups to Dirty Mike. Did a phenomenal job. Big ups to John was on it even though he misspelled hey john i could not have done a better job than you like i would have just fucked up the whole thing myself but i thought that they were phenomenal and we got to thank the b-leaguers because you know we love getting the b-leaguers half our league now is pretty much leaguers and we've got some really great people playing in our league now because of the b-league so martin great job on finding the talent to come in the b-league and then make it up to the a-league we'll try to continue this I promise you, even though if I suck after week five, because I think we start papering off after week five or six last year, I promise you we'll try to do this on a weekly basis and try to give you – I know you guys love me, so I'll try to be here every single week. But, Ant, anything else? Armand, anything else? Uh, that's it. All right, guys. That's Until it. next week. Thanks, Steve. Gonna... Thanks, Martin. Grace, let's end the show one last time with your famous rap from last year. What's up, Fantasy LED? Grace beyond the ones and twos. All right, that's enough. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. See ya. <laughs> Later. Nice. Hold up. Now, here is the epic Roger speech. Hey, what up, Stories about Bash? Bash. What up, A-League? Uh, thank you, Commissioner, for hosting and welcome you back. Okay, so I'm Roger, the 2017 B-League champion, the unofficial B-League GOAT. It's it's an honor to be here again. For those who don't know, this is not my first time in the A-League. I won back in uh, 2010, and uh, I've been waiting a long time for this day. Seven years ago, I was not ready for what was uh, expected of me. (laughs) I took for granted the opportunity to play in the (laughs) A-League. And now, I'm a little older, a wiser, <laughs> but I'm still hungover. <laughs> Besides trying to become B-League champ again, I've been helping out as an auctioneer for, for several, several years. Not only to help, my earn, help earn my way back in the A-League, but to take it as an opportunity to learn from all of you. Um, I've set the example for all future B-leaguers on what they need to do to get promoted into the league. I even helped start the, the boot-off tradition. Those are my boots you've been drinking out of. That's awesome. To future B-leaguers listening to the podcast, it's a steep learning curve to the A-league. Learn from my mistakes and don't take the opportunity to play in the A-League for granted. <laughs> A-Leaguers, this time around, I won't do stupid trades. <laughs> but I can't, prom- I can't promise you that. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, and uh, I plan to stick around this time. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 o